0: Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers, you are very welcome. Please adjust your settings so that you can have a clear video either up here or down here. Look for quality, that's the word quality. Click that and then upgrade the quality of the video to the best available for your device. I have a right now prophetic word from the Lord. This has not been prepared or released on the blog anywhere. The only continuity with this particular prophetic word is I have brought this word multiple times before. Portions of the scripture of this chapter of Isaiah show up either as banner scriptures or inside the body of many of the prophetic words on the website. I have also done a live reading at the Lord's request before I just, for the life of me, I can't remember which video it would be, but I'm here to read before the nation of the United States and the nations of the world at the Lord's request, the chapter called Isaiah 13. The Lord has said to me today, and I pray that I will do justice to what he said, that for the crimes of America there can be no atonement. The Lord said for allowing him to become a supposition, for him to become a a storyline in the life of the United States. This one great, this once great nation that carried the truth of the gospel to the whole world. The Lord says that America has made him a supposition, has made him a superstition. A supposition is a guess. A supposition is when you're talking about not mathematics, because mathematics is very clean cut. But when you're talking about certain other areas of life, for instance, in law, we know that absolutely nothing is certain in law. And so there are many suppositions in law because there are many moving parts within the law. Math, science, chemistry, those subjects are not like that. They're precise and exact, but law and economics are both ones that are filled with theories and filled with suppositions. So God is saying that instead of him being a concrete truth, a fact, in fact, Jesus is a rock, and we know that a rock is a firm and immovable thing. God is saying because he has been turned into a supposition in the United States, uh, hmm, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. This is why this nation and many around the world now call themselves seekers. A seeker is somebody who is looking for an answer. He's not sure what he's going to find. He's not even sure how he's going to go about finding it, but for now, he's looking. God says that he has been made a storyline in the United States, a superstition. Children are no longer taught The truth of God. They're no longer taught that God is real, that God is factual, that God does exist. And he is not, in fact, a supposition, but he is both a fact and a truth. There is a God who exists. He is real. He exists. But he says that in in this nation, he has been brought down to the level of an option or a choice that a person could make. When faced with many choices, God says for spilling blood in this nation that the land is polluted and is no longer fit for any use. This morning, the Lord drew my attention to Numbers chapter 35, the last two verses, and I read them in your hearing. So you shall not pollute the land where you are. For blood defiles the land, and no atonement can be made for the land, except for the blood that is shed on it, except by the blood of him who sheds it. I will read that again. So you shall not pollute the land where you are, for blood defiles the land, and no atonement can be made for the land, for the blood that has been shed upon it, except by the blood of him who shed it. Therefore, do not defile the land which you inhabit in the midst of which I dwell, for I, the Lord, dwell among you. This scripture says very clearly that once the land is defiled with blood, nothing can be done to make atonement for that land. Now, I know that there are those who will argue, but Jesus has atoned for all sin and everything. The only time that you get access to the atonement that the blood of Jesus has purchased for you is when you receive that atonement via repentance. America, by and large, does not engage in repentance. This takes place even with the people who call themselves Christians instead of repenting the majority of christians in modern day faith not only here in this nation but around the world please bear in mind that the lord has told me to bring this video out not only as an indictment to the united states because her her sentence will surely be read out from isaiah 13 but as a warning as a very stern warning to the rest of the nations if this video can be viewed as anything See it as when a parent has had enough and reaches out to grab the eldest child and deal with them, but all the younger brothers and sisters are told to stand and watch the discipline being administered. It's too late for that older sibling, but for the rest of those gathered around to watch, it is a warning to what will happen to you if you go the same way as the eldest. You can only receive if you repent. Atonement is not available to the unrepentant. If a man says that he has no sin, how can he receive the power of the blood and the holy eternal sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ that absolves him of sin and justifies him and reconnects him back to the Father? Anyone who says that he has no sin is a liar, the Bible says, and the truth is not in him. And for the most part, God has always made it clear to me that this nation, her her inhabitants as a whole, as a group, do not practice mass repentance. It's only pockets here and there of individuals and sometimes churches and gatherings that make sure to regularly wash their garments in the blood of Jesus Christ. Instead of being bent towards repentance, People are bent towards self-defense and this is why the phrase don't judge me is so popular now and it puzzles me and it's not puzzling me organically like I am so intelligent that I came up with this. It puzzles me only because the Lord pointed it out to me one day and said if people truly are my children and they truly love me, Why is it that they are more interested in defending themselves against the open proof of sin in their lives than falling on their faces and asking for forgiveness, help, and grace to overcome the sin in their lives? I didn't have an answer for this because obviously I had never seen it that way up to now. If you're really a child of God, and someone points out an activity, a habit, a proclivity, or a behavior that you have that clearly contradicts the Word of God. If you truly are someone who carries the Spirit of God within you and you love God and you care about Him, why is it that the first response is, you don't have the right to tell me I'm sinning? How come the first response is not, I'm cut. This is true. In the book of Acts chapter 2, Peter openly accused the Jews of being the ones who murdered Christ. Not a single one of them said, don't judge me. In fact, the Bible says that the words of Peter cut them to the quick, which means to the very internal living part of them. It cut them to their soul and spirit. And they said to Peter, not defending themselves and saying, don't judge me. They said, what must we do to receive salvation? which means that they understood that the behavior of their fathers and the behavior of themselves was not worthy of atonement unless they were willing to repent. So God says for lack of repentance, this is why I'm about to read this out. The Lord gave me something else. He said, For allowing men to be women and women to be men, I have judged America. There's been a very popular understanding in the body of Christ concerning the verse that says a man shall not wear anything as pertaining to a woman and a woman shall not wear anything as pertaining to a man. And for generations, this has been taught to us that women should not wear pants and men should not have this and that. It took the Father leading me into the startling and the shocking understanding that I now share with you. It took him opening my eyes to the understanding of the verse to me that God will not tolerate an effeminate man, nor will he tolerate a masculine woman, that the Lord is not talking about outward adornment of putting on your pants so you can go horseback riding or whatever the case may be. He is talking about the absolute denial of maleness by a male to become a female and the absolute denial of femaleness to the point of cutting off your breasts as some do or putting on a binder to suppress your femininity in as much outward ways as you can, denying your femaleness to live as a male. I'm sure by now some of you are staring at me and you have the same shock on your face that I had when the Lord brought this topic up to me. That the verse is actually speaking from ancient times before this was conceivably done, I know that this was done in Victorian era England where it was done for artistic purposes. A man would dress up as a woman to portray a woman in a a play or a woman would dress up as a man to portray a male actor in a play. But God is talking about something that probably did not exist in Israel's day or Jesus' day. Maybe it was there because the Romans certainly were a different breed. He is talking about transgenderism, where a man literally not only wears, but takes on femininity in complete defiance of God's natural order and denies it absolutely to cleave to femaledom. And the female takes on all the personality, the traits, even infiltrating the body with drugs, men too. Men are growing breasts now and trying to figure out ways that they can utilize the space within their organs to be pregnant. I've seen articles like this in the last three years or so, where the woman will also take on everything pertaining to the male and deny femaledom and cling to maledom. So the Lord said, for allowing men to be women and women to be men, for becoming the champion of perversion and subverting his natural created order in the world, America will be ruined. The definition of a ruin, to not keep it technical, is this to utterly destroy and remove something from its original shape or being. So if you had a bed and you broke the legs of the bed and broke the bed across the side, destroyed the headboard, set it on fire, and then doused the fire before the bed could turn to ash, what you would have, that charred, broken, smoky, and absolutely useless for any purpose thing that will be left, that is a ruin. Of a person when you have taken all the drugs, had all the sex, caught all the diseases, brought in all sorts of things that cause your body to become undependable, broken, unreliable, and unable to perform as a healthy body would. We call that a ruin of a person where their teeth are gone, the sight is there, they've got the shakes, they're going through addiction. That's what's called a ruin of a person and of cities. When the city walls have been broken down, when it has been sacked, its inhabitants have been captured and killed, the women have been defiled, the children, especially the male children, have been put to death, and the city burned with fire until all you see are these jagged pieces of whatever parts of the building are left. That is a ruined city, the Lord says in all three descriptions that I've given, the United States will be ruined. The burden against Babylon, which Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw. Lift up a banner on the high mountain, raise your voice to them, wave your hand so that they can come in through the gates of the nobles. I have commanded my sanctified ones I have also called my mighty ones for my anger, those who rejoice in my exaltation. The noise of a multitude on the mountains like that of many people, a tumultuous noise of the kingdoms of nations gathered together. The Lord of hosts musters the army for battle. They come from a far country, from the end of heaven The Lord and His weapons of indignation to destroy the whole land. The Lord has sent me to say today, in the sight and the hearing of all listening, that the nations of Russia and China will be the masters of the United States. In particular, this time the Lord spoke more about China. He brought to my remembrance this brand new trend that we're seeing in the news of people pointlessly and harmfully attacking Asian Americans. And the Lord said this, they perceive and explain this in a political way. They link it to the current health crisis that is going on in the world today. But the Lord says in reality that hatred has gone into the heart of many of the people in this nation against Asians. And the reason for that is singlefold. He said that they will act in this way and it will cause a great provocation of China. The Lord gave me the understanding in my heart and as he was speaking to me plainly, saying that Americans truly do not understand China. They underestimate China. Now, there may be people out there watching this video with Countless degrees, they've studied geopolitics, they've studied international relations. And so, unfortunately for those people, they will attempt to filter what I'm saying through their degrees and their background and their years of reading the New York Times. You cannot filter prophecy through anything except the ear of the Spirit of God living inside of you that should be inside of you, actually, if you are a Christian, so that you come to the true understanding of what is being said. So you might listen and think, oh, but this is just um, geopolitics, and yes, I've read so-and-so, and and I've read so-and-so, but all God is simply saying is that he is allowing the actions of America to get China good and, mad. and the reason for this is because that no matter where the people of China go, China watches over her people the way a chicken watches over two-day-old chicks. I don't know how this is done. I don't know if this is meant as an expression of love for the motherland for its people or if it's taking place in surveillance. But this I know is that the Lord gave me an impression of an extremely tight-knit community very tight whether they are here or at home the unity and the tightness is like this and god was basically letting me know that through unwise actions such as this these things will provoke great hatred in the heart of china the Lord also made me know that the nation of America is extremely lazy and therefore she does not possess the ability to understand the mentality of a hard working and industrious people. God said that Americans are extremely less, lackadaisical and they take a very uh, laid back and laissez faire attitude and approach to almost everything. By contrast, the people who are in China are brought up. In industry, from the time they are born, from the simple act of forming their letters, to every other part of life, they are trained in excellence and trained in severe hard work. Whether it's willingly or whether it's because of the kind of government structure that they have, I don't know. This is all he made me know. And this is repeated in the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs always talks about different types of personalities and God constantly compares America's personality to either that of the fool who is a a very prominent character in the book of Proverbs or that of the lazy person, that you cannot depend on the lazy person, that the lazy person will always try to fix things at the back end and to catch up with what he should have been doing in the beginning. The mentality of such a person, he said, can never understand the mentality of one who is committed to excellence, one who is not afraid of hard work, and one who is committed to industry. And when the lazy person provokes the hardworking person, the response will be painful So the first five verses that I have read says wave a flag on the highest hill and shout out to them, open the gates so that the nobles come in. This nation will be invaded. I'm not going to argue with anyone about this. The Lord has been giving me this information since the first time that I saw the nation of Russia invading this place was early 2014 i started having dreams and and the most uh graphic one i remember was that the lord put me in the streets of the united states in a suburb not in the midst of a city but just in a suburb and i saw soldiers just killing people. And I was standing there and I was screaming, run, run, save yourselves. But of course, because I was just an observer, a watcher in the dream, nobody heard me. And so the scene played out as if I was not there. I saw Russian soldiers that were carrying guns. And on the end of the gun was that lightning bolt knife, the bayonet. And they were putting it into people and just ripping them through. And I saw them do that to a lady who was pregnant. And um, I'm sure I don't need to explain that. But for the provocation, what the Lord has shown me in visions is that the action of China here will be bitter against the Americans. God says that they will be your overlords. This is what he's saying to me right now. An overlord is someone who rules without mercy. He is the highest of all the hierarchies in the feudal system. The overlord is the last guy. The guy that you can't, you either appeal to like the Supreme Court and he either says yay or nay. God says that the Chinese will be your overlords. He also is saying that China and Russia will come here with allies. And he is saying that they will come here even with nations he has never told me about. To my understanding, the Lord has said, Russia and Ukraine will be a team. China and Taiwan will be a team. And there was always one other Asian nation that was not disclosed. But he is saying to me right now that even you celestial do not know the full table of nations that will come against this nation. God is saying that it will be like a free for all. And the impression I'm having right now is of one person or one animal. It feels more like a farm of one animal and all the other animals have a rock and are stoning that one animal. And that animal that I am seeing is a American, bald eagle with the wings broken right here at the pinions so that it is unable to move the wings and take to the sky. The wings have been broken here at this joint and here at this joint. And so the bird is basically flat along the ground and dragging itself. And I have seen that image before. Um, I will try to find that prophecy and link it below. The Lord is saying that sanctified ones means that He has called these nations. He has chosen them. I have called my mighty ones for my anger, and they will rejoice when I exalt them. You will hear a multitude in the high mountains, a tumultuous noise of many people. It is the kingdoms of the nations gathering together. I have a prophecy, and the Lord has basically told me that there are invaders against this country hiding in Rocky Mountains and Appalachian Mountains, either they are there now or that will be the focal points that they will flow down from. The Lord musters the army for battle. God is the one who will sovereignly, by his spirit, draw these people out to come and do battle against this country. They come from a far country, from the end of heaven. And in relation to where the United States is placed on the map, China and Russia basically are at the end of the world. From the end of heaven, the Lord calls his weapons of indignation to destroy the whole land. Now here are scriptures that the Lord used to give me a lot in 2014 and 2015. Many times he will simply repeat the scripture over and over and over. And this is to keep me knowing What God said in the last video I made, I will not forget. I did not forget. It says, "Wail for the day of the Lord has come. It will come like destruction from God. Then every hand will be limp and every man's heart will melt and they will be afraid. Pangs and sorrows will grab hold of them. They will be in pain like a woman in childbirth. They will be amazed, staring at one another, and their faces will be like flames. The Lord has told me that at the time these nations unveil themselves and reveal themselves, I have several prophecies on the blog. If you have not watched the Russia and China series, please do yourself a favor. Those were the very first videos that God commanded me to make. And the reason for that is becoming increasingly clear as we go along. If you do not understand the reason why God is judging this country, I've given you quite a few reasons at the beginning of this video. But if you do not understand the methods by which God will bring his judgment against this country, then you will be confused every time you hear these two nations coming up. Please understand that this is not an anti-Russia or an anti-Chinese channel. That is not the point. I am reading and bringing to you real-time biblical prophecy as I am receiving it from the Lord or as I have received it from the Lord. And it is therefore my duty to make these things clear because otherwise, if I do not, I will be answerable to the Lord for it. So God has made it known that definitely Both of these nations have people living in this country. Now you might say it's easy enough to see if an Asian person of Chinese descent or a Chinese immigrant is here. But what God has stated and made very clear in several of those videos, I just can't remember which one, but I know that they are all very clear, just as I hope this one is clear. The Lord has made it known that when it comes to Russia, Because of the majority demographic in the United States, it is hard to know if someone is Russian-born. I know stereotypes and America's beloved stereotypes of the nation of Russia in movies would make you think that they would walk around with a very obvious accent. But God made me understand that Russians have been emigrating to America for decades that they contain and maintain, just like the Chinese, an unbreakable love and link to their country, that they have been sent here specifically for decades to infiltrate the population. And God says that when it is revealed in the day of America's disaster, who a Russian is, that people will have heart attacks and strokes He said that there are Russians in every single area, avenue, industry of the United States. Many among her entertainers and stars, he said. He said that it is absolutely impossible to tell that they live here and that they have an affiliation from back home. And he says, even the ones who were born here are trained to love their home. And Americans will find out on the day that the Lord allows it to be revealed that they have been infiltrated from the inside all along. We're now at verse 9. Verse 7 and 8, we're basically saying exactly what I just said, that in the day the revelations of the Lord's weapons of indignation is made, that people's hearts will melt, that they will feel extreme pangs and sorrows gripping them and they will be in the kind of pain that women go through in childbirth. They will be so shocked that their faces will be red as fire. Verse nine, behold, the day of the Lord comes, cruel with both wrath and fierce anger to make the land desolate and he will destroy its sinners from it. Now, I would just like to turn to, I hope I can find it. I think it is in Revelation 16. It might be Revelation 16, but while I'm going there, um, one of the things that people often say when they come to this channel is that I'm not telling the truth because the things that I am describing are very wrathful and that God has already promised in the scripture that his children will not endure wrath, the children of God are not appointed to wrath, and I fully agree. Christians who are truly born again, washed in the blood of the lamb, who are walking circumspectly and numbering their days wisely before the Lord, living in holiness and righteousness and not fighting his spirit or his cross in any way are not appointed to wrath. However, Mystery Babylon does not qualify as a child of God. And Mystery Babylon is absolutely appointed to wrath. Just give me a moment, please. I will pause the video and come back. So here I am again, and I'm in Revelations 16. And in Revelation 16, we are seeing the angels pour out the wrath judgments of God. They are pouring out blood in the sea, pouring out a bowl on the sun, and men were being scorched with great heat. They are pouring out punishment on the throne of the beast and the beast's kingdom became full of darkness and men chewed their tongues because of pain so we're reading through the wrath of god coming out and then we come here to verse 19 in revelation 16 and it says and this is the banner scripture for the last video and last prophecy that i made i have not forgotten it says here now the great city was divided into three parts and the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon was remembered before God to give her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. I try to tell people that Mystery Babylon, as the greatest and most Olympic of sinners, recorded in the entire Bible, gets her own wrath. And that means that the nation of America While everybody else on the earth who is a sinner will be falling prey to the wrath judgment, the nation of America, who is great Babylon, will be remembered before the Father. And he has given her a special cup of wrath. I spoke about a vision that I have in the America in Slavery Chronicles, it's part three if you want to go to the blog and use the search function. And that vision is called A Cup of Wrath, where God showed me a huge cup that contains something like lava boiling acid. And a few people in America, just a few men and women, were trying to hold up this huge huge, huge cup. And of course, you could see that the cup was going to fall over because these people were not enough to stop the cup of God's wrath and judgment from falling on the nation. And the nation was represented in that vision as a huge tablecloth, a very big tablecloth of the flag. And I saw a few drops from that cup fall on the tablecloth, and they burned a hole not only through the flag, but also through the wood. The United States is appointed to her own personalized, custom-made wrath from God. So to those who keep saying we're not appointed to wrath, true children of God in the United States are not appointed to the things that are in many of these videos. However, the nation as a whole is absolutely on course with a date with God, and that date is not going to go very well. I will stop the video here and I will make a second part because I have not finished reading Isaiah 13. May God bless you and keep you and I will be back shortly. Thank you.